Welcome! This is Isaiah Cooper with Road Soda, and this is a special edition of Road Soda. This is just the Millennial Book Club segment, aka just fucking watching Netflix. The Millennial Book Club is where we choose a Netflix original, and uh, then, then throughout that week you watch it, and the next week you come back and we all talk about it. This segment we do on every show. This one got a little longer, so we posted it as its own separate addition to this episode and we're going to try that more often when things get longer just to see how that works so i hope you enjoy also be sure to watch this week maniac maniac is what we chose as the document uh not the documentary it's a show (laughs) maybe it's a documentary of your life Uh, we chose to watch maniac with jonah hill And that other lady. So be sure to watch that and then tune in to it on episode 76 uh, for that Millennial Book Club. But please enjoy this one right now. Also on this episode, you may notice Greg sounds a little distant from the mic. That's because the mic setting, the pattern setting on the mic was changed. And that is my mistake. Folks, we are still a very young podcast and we're doing our best to minimize all those things because we know how much it matters to you as listeners to have a clean audio uh, listening experience. Clean audio listening. Clean audio listening. We know how much it matters to you and cause, because when we listen to podcasts and we hear that shit, we hate it. So we're doing our best. We apologize. I think this one is listen listenable and I hope you still enjoy it. Thank you very much. That's a nice intro. You like that intro? I do. That costs us a fortune to get that from Belize. Those you, guys are fucking fantastic. They Love are. Them. A little extra if you want them to sing without their accent, but you know, it's worth the it's the worth two the extra. That we put into relearning. No, we didn't relearn to teach them. Yeah. How to sing without accents was... We had to relearn them how to speak. I, I had to learn Spanish to get immersive, then relearn English is what I was trying to say. Just to teach them how to do that theme song. Brilliant theme song. Just to make song. the level of connection was needed for that. As the theme song says, it's the Millennial Book Club, NBC, a.k.a. just fucking watching Netflix, where we just watch Netflix. We choose one uh, In each episode, we choose a Netflix original to watch. And then next week, we talk about it. Hopefully, you watch it with us throughout the week. We are the choosers, not you, Donald Yes. Trump. We are the choosers. We choose. We made a good selection. This and this week, we chose Fire. And there was a little extra credit when it came to this Millennial Book Club. If you watched the Hulu version called Fire Fraud... And if I'm not mistaken, I think there's three versions. I think Vice has their own version, too. Really? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Because in the Hulu one, the guy actually mentions, he's like, this thing gets so big, it got so big um, that, you know, we've, there's like, he's like all the documentaries, the Vice documentary, and then he named, he actually said the Vice documentary. So now I'm thinking, I'm like, well, maybe Hulu is the Vice documentary, you know? Well, we're, we're only discussing the Netflix and the Hulu here. The, the 
Vice documentary talk is going to be on the yeah. other side of the paywall for the. <laughs> That's right. First, ah! we, first we have to build the paywall, but we don't have any money for the paywall. The Mexicans are going to pay for it. They're going to pay for the start. paywall. So, uh, also, if you haven't watched it. Skip ahead because we are going to, or maybe that's just how you get through Netflix. Instead of watching it, you just listen to us talk about it, and then you go tell your friends, and you just act like you watched it's like it the too. Cliff notes from Netflix. You yeah. can't even be bothered to watch Netflix. The road soda notes, soda notes, soda giddy notes. up. <laughs> Have you seen? We had talked about it, and I just was thinking about it, talking about the wall, the Conan O'Brien abroad thing. I've seen uh, bits of it. Yes. Did you see the Mexico one by any chance? I started watching the Cuba one. The Cuba one was good. I watched the Cuba one, and the next one was not Mexico. He went to, I think he went to Europe. Where, all just all of it? <laughs> no, somewhere. Where the hell did he go in Europe? I don't know. He's been to. He's been to like Italy and stuff with his well, shitty. Well, I only saw three, so I'm like chronologically. He did um, Cuba. Then he did. Uh huh. God damn it! Somewhere overseas. Then he did the Mexico one. The Mexico one was awesome, though, because he was walking around interviewing people, and he was, you know, he speaks a little Spanish, just enough to, like, fuck around. and be Right, just just enough to be Conan. <laughs> one of the things was he wanted to do his monologue. He did a show in Mexico with with Andres Richter. Uh-huh. He had Andy on, which was awesome. Oh, Andres Richter. <laughs> a mariachi band, and he had the whole thing. He said, I want to do a Mexican show with Mexican, all Mexican cast, right, Andre? And it's Andy just standing there. Mexican audience, and he goes, all right, I'm going to do my jokes. And he does them completely in Spanish. So, of course, the jokes are super limited. Uh Then they show him out there, like, practicing on people at, like, a park bench or whatever. And every time he gets someone's ear, he goes, oh, by the way, um, would you like to make a donation for para de whatever the wall and right. it's like a brick like a bank like you could like <laughs> donate and he was like no Trump senior Trump said you would be paying for it so I figured out health dude awesome. that is <laughs> he, and then he did a thing where he was like he had this huge crowd in this plaza he breaks out the brick and there was this old guy that was into it he was like ah oh, like motherfucker it's funny but fucking was so pissed he's like hold on hold on if you give this much you get this it was like he was making fun of like how when NPR gets you to give stuff right you get this. He said, then you get the tote bag with Donald Trump's face on it. Then, like, I don't know, exactly right. the shit that you get for fucking... It was very funny to see every time how pissed people People get got upset, yeah. For the wall, it's a break. <laughs> Dude, Conan O'Brien <laughs> is just... There's something about him, man. He's he's that guy that's able to just stand in the face of that kind of stuff and just keep pressing forward. It's it's he's, almost... He's it, an immovable force. He's immo- such a yeah. dork. But at the same time, it's very cool because he's just like, I don't give a shit. He's so damn fast and so damn smart. He's very on top. It's very Sasha Baron Cohen, like in how, how he puts himself in those situations. And you know it's uncomfortable for everybody, but he just keeps pushing a forward and, and driving There forward. are similarities for sure. Similarities, yeah, similarities. Fucking Sasha Baron Cohen. That shit is just crazy. It's crazy what they, yeah, what he can do. Um, but this episode, this is about fire. Fire is a documentary about a festival that never in fact that's the name was it fire the greatest party that never took that place, never took never happened. place yeah or never happened fire festival <laughs> f-y-r-e what year was that was that like three years ago years yeah ago? so uh, i think it was supposed Two to years ago yeah yeah 2015 it was scheduled to take place or April 17th 20 to 30th and then may 5th to 7th somehow yeah I guess yeah. They I think in 2018 they try to revive it. 
Yeah, I don't know. That was pretty. I don't think anybody would have. Hated I don't think that. anybody would have won. Yeah, dude. So here's the thing. So let's let's just get right into, again, very openly how we're going to talk about it. Yeah. So we, let's just start with the nuts and bolts. So there was an app called Fire, where this guy was an entrepreneur and he said, "I'm going to bring this app out and it's going to allow people that have money." access to kind of fairly large stars. You're not going to get Taylor Swift or fucking the Rolling Stones, but maybe you can get, I don't know, Stevie Ray Vaughan or... Yeah, or whoever's on the app, you know, just if it's somebody famous. Musicians yeah. and whoever, bigger personalities that you're not, you're not going to be able to direct. Which is kind of cutting out the whole manager-agent aspect, you know? It's like you're expecting these famous... It's, it's almost... it's. It's like you're expecting these famous people to just be on their phones uh, and looking through it kind of like Tinder. It's basically Tinder for matching artists with um, venues or people who want to have them on. It's really weird. It's like it would be cutting out that person. But then it's... uh, I think it was more about like how do you get in touch with that person's management or whoever the people are because you don't know. Right. I mean, but that's... The example they used was like... We paid money to get this guy, uh-huh. and this guy said, yeah, I know him, and he took the money, and then he was like, a week later, we got a phone call, and he said, this guy can help you get him, and then that guy wanted money, and he was like, what the They hell said that him? on there? Yeah. Because that's... in the beginning, when they're doing, like, that big fire, uh, or the big tech conference with him uh-huh. and Ja Rule, they talked about how, what the inception of the fire app was. Well, they so, wanted somebody for their thing. They tried to get Ja Rule. Right. And then somebody, people just kept taking money from them. Yeah, like, instead like, give of, me 500 yeah. bucks, I know a guy. And then he just... But I mean, I don't know. If you really have the kind of money to book of a big, famous person, I think you got the kind of money to get in touch with them. Well, I think that's what this app is about. Is like, if you've got the money, you know, mm-hmm. you just can't get Ja Rule. Right. Or it's just a more efficient way to get... Maybe you can, but you have to go yeah. through a bunch of shit. This yeah. app is like, bam, it's just gonna stream Jarrell, his 12 grand when you do my kid's bar mitzvah. Yeah, it, the whole thing is really strange. So, of course, you watched both, right? Yes. Um, dude, let me just start with what, saying, which one did you, you, they're both like equal, right? Just because of how they, they come out. How do you feel about that? Do you think the one was better than the other? Um, yeah, I like the Netflix one better. You like the Netflix I one did. better? I definitely thought it was better. I think the Netflix one had a more personal, it was like more harping on the reality of like these guys and them trying to make something work right and um like so you get taken into this story of like you see it through their eyes and they're really trying to do this thing and um obviously you have all the people around because in the peripherals. i feel like there was so this festival was way over over like way over the top and the, the people that organized it were not professional festival no nobody was nobody was just gonna do this and they fired everybody throughout it who did have any kind of head on their shoulders right off the bat it was supposed to be on a private island and at some point after he may or may not have made a down payment on the island it was owned by pablo escobar escobar they said you just cannot mention pablo escobar publicity as soon as they did they went you're out of this get the fuck off our island so now they're like shit we don't have a private island they looked at a couple other places but they were like there's no way we could even we don't even have a beachhead to like get shit on this or whatever, and it's too small. So they end up moving it to like an area behind the Sandals Resort, right, on a um, bah- uh, island in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. And then they like photoshopped out the rest of the island, so it still looked like it was a private island. I mean, that was really where the thing failed. I think you can't do a huge thousands and millions of dollars worth of thing party on a private island, and then just move it to the Bahamas. 
That happened like within several months before the actual right. was take place. Yeah, I mean when they that they was even when it was doomed, I believe, if it ever was something. That the I think played. yeah, I think it definitely was. Uh, after watching it, I could say I I feel it was doomed from the beginning, but they had a better chance, and that's what I noticed after finishing the Netflix one. I was I traced did the same thing that you just said. It seems like this whole thing got fucked up when they just put Pablo Escobar on there. Like, why did they have to say that? Now their whole thing got fucked. Right. Like, you're right. They had a chance. But even still, there's a number of people who who uh, said throughout the documentary that was like, this kind of project is like, you start 18 months beforehand. To With get, people that know what they're doing. Right. 18 months beforehand. And, and they didn't get to that island until like three and a half, four months beforehand. And I think the whole thing was maybe seven, eight months. So even if they were doing it on the original Pablo Escobar island, that's cutting it fucking close. I think actually, and this this is what I was thinking of when they were talking about the 18 months, they were like, if you're going to do this like outside of New York City where shit is accessible, there's already power, there's already like, you can truck stuff in rarely, then you do it in about 18 months. If you're going to do it on a private island with the logistics of getting all this equipment and shit there is like, 10 times more. The right. number one thing that I felt at the end was really killing them was every time they brought something to the Bahamas, someone wants some money for import fees or whatever. Oh, they got. They that, want more than money. That, yeah, <laughs> that was one of the highlights of it. Highlight. So, so the thing went south, and I think the Netflix version of this thing told it more about like all the... Because there was a lot of people involved. Yeah. Even though there was a scam guy at the top and maybe a couple of other people that were hardcore scamming. Uh-huh. Uh, the, there were a lot of people that were earnestly like, they're paying me to do this. I'm going to fucking bust my ass. And then at some point they were like, I got really scared because it started to be obvious mm-hmm. that I was not going to be able to provide anything close to what they were telling me to. And they were just saying like, come on, that's not the right attitude. And they were like... We are a group of, of solution finders, not problem... Yeah. Solution solvers. We, we problem bring... solvers, not complainers or whatever. They yeah. were like, are you fucking serious? There's no way this is going to happen. I like the, the Irish guy that was the uh, logistics guy. And he's telling him, he's like, you are going to have... The air, a shit the storm. That left. Uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, he, he learned, he got his pilot license. He's like, I got my pilot license. Or that's not his accent, but you know, <laughs> he got his pilot. I, I'm just so used to doing that. He got his pilot license in like a, a few months by just Microsoft, you know, a flight Flight's simulator. Yeah, he, <laughs> and then he was taking him in zero gravity. Were you thinking at some point, wow, that's going to be a tragic situation? The nope. Way, everything worked out great. Know, but weren't you like, oh, God, this is ending poorly? Like, I don't yeah. know Microsoft. And you're like, no, this is dead and someone else died. In fact, that guy was the guy that you're like, why did they get rid of that guy? He, he was, had, the, smartest he was guy. the smartest guy there. He was even telling them he's got it I all drawn out. I was drunk out. and I was fucking around with flight simulator. I learned how to fly. And then I turned around and I was like, this isn't happening. See you guys later. He was just out. They well, they fired him. They said, "Look, we're going a different direction." And he, uh, but it was also it was like almost mutual. Like he was already at the end of his rope because he was telling him he's like, "You guys are gonna have like a literal shit storm. Like this is going to be mayhem. There's all these people are gonna need to shit." And he had this idea to park a cruise ship right out there, which was the whole time I'm thinking I'm like, "Dude, that's the best idea I can possibly think. It's a genius idea. You have a cruise ship." And you got two like fifteen person boats, and that just constantly twenty four seven are just shuttling back and forth, right. and it's like, dude, that would work perfect. Yeah, because at some point you want to get out of the sand and the grit and the sun and the fucking, that would be perfect. You lay yeah, lay in a bed for three hours, then you go back to the fucking thing, and then you go back onto the island and you go to like and that's if you're the one way of it should have been that done. Wants to be out there, then you can have a fucking area. And it's and all your infrastructure as easily as 
All of your infrastructure gets to that island as easy as bom, bom, park it, drop anchor. It's there. You don't have to build anything. You have to, it's just capital to pay for the cruise ship. So you'd be, it's almost like part of the everyone's price is like paying for a cruise ship. It was what, 500 bucks for a few days? I don't know. I, I kind of, what were the prices for the tickets? Oh, some of them were crazy, but some of these guys are paying like thousands of dollars. You think when, I, when you as a person pays for a cruise ship ticket with a room and everything, it's like 500 bucks for like three days. Is yeah. it, am I right? Like sometimes. Oh yeah. So it's like that's not that much money. You get just five hundred bucks from everybody. You get to stay on the cruise ship. That's like a really good deal. And the cruise doesn't even have to go. Doesn't anywhere. go anywhere. It just it's sits just there. Just like a big portal, and you have it toilet, right. And you can have all a toilet, restaurants, food. The whole thing is just loaded. All it has to do is sit there. In fact, you can load all the people. You forget the plane tickets. You can load them all up on there. And just take them there that way. Parks, and then they're there for three days. That's it. A cruise festival. How about that? We have a new idea. Dude, but you know why they didn't do that? You know why that didn't ever happen? Because the whole thing was a fucking horrific scam from the beginning. Probably. And the Hulu one is what really drive that home, drove that home. I feel like the Netflix one was pretty big in driving that home, too. They did a more uh, like overall... This is the story of like the actual logis- logistics people trying mm-hmm. to get stuff done. The, the guy that, that one, yeah. And the, but then at the end, they were like, "All right, so now this thing is a massive failure." He gets up on the table and says, "Every man for themselves." Then they're in the airport. Then it's done. Then it's all lawyers and people. Yeah, right. And, and you know what? I I didn't like the Netflix one. The Netflix one was my least favorite because of that redheaded fuck. You know the William fuck Hayward William Cox Smoker the fourth. I dude, that kid was a, just a was built, born, bred tattletale. That fucking tattletale. asshole, fucking tattletale, dude. I'm not saying I'm not condoning what what Billy fucking Farland did. Just so you get an idea, that's the type of kid that has probably at least a thousand times in his life, in different tones and different. Said, do you know who the fuck I am? Right. Do yeah. You know who my father my dad is? owns a dealership. But you do not talk to me that way. My dad is. My dad is so and so. He owns a dealership, like that. That is that fucking guy. In his whole life, he he was that kid in school. Miss Brown, Miss Brown, Greg, Greg's got gum. Miss Brown, he shut the fuck was up. Literally, it wasn't like Razzataz forty six. It was like William K Sutherland the fourth with the IV. Dude, and you know what? That why? was his instant fucking Graham tag. That's how in love with himself that dude was. And just the whole time he was like, I he couldn't believe He was easy to fucking hate. I hated him more than fucking Billy. I hated him more than the whole thing. And that's why. And when I started watching the Hulu one, I was like, nice. I like this one. Because that redhead fuck's not in it. Yeah, I mean, I guess when I'm thinking back to the Hulu one, I don't know. I, I did watch it start to finish last night. It took me like a fucking hour and a half. The Netflix one I watched and I was kind of in a, I was interested to see what was going to happen. I watched the Hulu one after and I think already knowing what the main problem was and knowing that the guy was a conniver and a, mm-hmm. and a cheat, because at, even in the Netflix one, let's just go back to that for a second, after everything's all said and done, like with the actual festival and now like the FBI is starting to talk to people and the whole company's getting wound down and everyone's getting let go, that dude, immediately, they, they did the whole last half an hour of the Netflix one on that guy yeah. immediately starting a scam even while they were like he was yeah. out on bail getting ready to be you know face pretty heavy charges of like millions of dollars of fraud because just immediately, not only did he take everyone's money and piss it away but he also had investors throwing money to him and he was pissing that away and he was like outright lying about 
mm-hmm. the valuation of things. How yes. much how much he was worth, how much other people were investing, how much they had made. It, at the end of the day, both things agreed he'd only actually made sixty grand on the fire app. Yeah, yeah. And somehow had raised he had this one lady that clearly It's a con man, dude. That's a textbook fucking con yeah. man. Yeah. Is what it is. And he just had that confidence bullshit. man. Yes, I mean, right, <laughs> he had that. He had the smile. He had the glitz. He just wore like that, you know, like the type of stuff that a a guy that's doing a TED talk might wear, like mm-hmm. on vacation. And he did it on purpose. In the, in he the, did it on purpose. Did the on way purpose. He spoke was very it was positive, tra- like smiling, charming business, oriented, business. But not too jargony and just very, you know, it was all about like, what would you like? I'm going to give you what you fucking want. He's going to find out. It's a thing with what you're looking for, wrapping something else you want. Everyone loves it. Everyone loves (laughs) me. Everyone's going to love us. Everyone's going to love us. Mostly me. And he had some lady that clearly lost her shirt because... They said a couple times he went back up to New York to get. And you see, you see her, and it's like this lady. Her, her husband. Did you? um, Because she's actually married to some like really wealthy guy. I can't remember what I think. I can't remember what he was or what he did. But man, that guy was probably that. That he probably ripped that family apart because he swindled this fucking lady. I got the feeling though the amount of money she lost was vast to us, but it was like eh, yeah. it's like my it might it, it, yeah June or right yeah I feel yeah and you know what and in Hulu at like I think it was minute fifty nine that redheaded fuck was back <laughs> they had him on the fucking Hulu yeah, one too they had him on that one too and he so then you get the story about his his account I got this feeling the Hulu one was much less had a much smaller budget like because they were trying to do a lot more with like. Showing you a picture of something or like oh, yeah. internet articles. I mean, the Hulu one, I mean, the Netflix one, I don't know. I feel like it was actually traveling all over and following everything out fully and talked to everyone. Yeah. The well, Hulu I mean, one, the Hulu one did have Billy. Billy was the, right. Billy was like B- the, the guy. The yeah. only glimpse, the only taste. He was the like only the taste. of like the work staff at the island. No, Billy Farland is the guy that did the whole thing. He's the bag. He's the, he's the guy. Oh, well, all right. They had him for like two seconds. They interviewed him. No, they interviewed... Yeah, they had him for like... They, they kept cutting to his interview and they kept doing that thing where they would ask him a really hard-hitting question, right? And then and he, he would... he sat there with that wait. smile like he was a sociopath. Well, of course he's a you're sociopath. You're you're going to jail. What in he was... Not now. Well, that's... So here, that's what I'm, that's what I'm explaining. Yeah. They do that trick where they'll ask him a question and he answers it and then as soon as he's finished answering, they cut all the audio because there's obviously somebody answering him. They're not all going to sit there and stare at him. They got the cameras rolling. What right. they do is they cut the audio to make it look like he's sitting in silence just to really... But he's not. He's really not. So when you see that look on his face, and they did it in the Netflix one too, but not with him. They did it with, um, you know, at the very end, the lady that was like uh, in the in Jamaica. Not Jamaica. She was, sorry. She was in, in the Bahamas, and she was the one that was like feeding everybody oh, and whatnot. And she's like, I went through all this money. It was my money. I can't believe I did this, right? And then fifty thousand dollars. I think her lawyer's telling her to say fifty thousand dollars. I don't think she had fifty thousand dollars saved up. Uh, and she's going fifty thousand dollars. I went through it, and she says this whole thing that her her thing twice. And then she stops, and they did the same thing again. There's people like, oh my, you know, when someone says that, there's interviewers off camera that are like, oh my god, like that's so bad, that's so terrible. So now she's sitting there in silence, but they just cut the audio. And you don't hear those people. So now it really makes it seem like... Well, that's less sinister than what you're saying. I'm not sinister, but it's the same technique. They use, that's, that's, that is a technique that they use in documentaries to make it... That's not actually what's happening. It's really like, oh my God. So everyone in that, in that recording space right then was all silent from how much, how much power she has said. Which I'm sure 
it has happened where that did happen but at the same time that it's it, they, it happens so much if you watch documentaries it's a trick that they're doing they just cut the audio on the back half when there's you see them sitting there with like these weird blank looks it's because there's somebody else talking and it's like they just right. fucking cut it like no right. one's just sitting there you know but i don't know when you're sitting there looking at someone though listening to them talk you're not like well, you could be if there's multiple people talking or something, or if like you're there's all the you don't know I'm what's sorry. what's on behind that camera. The guy is just enough of an asshole. Oh, he is a complete sociopath. His I agree. Stasis. His default look is just fucking asshole. Fucking cocksucker. And I don't know how people. And you just want to give his your money to him. Well, somehow he did get enough people's money, and he had Ja Rule. He he and knew he, all the tricks. He's like, I know I'm not going to just brute force bullshit everybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to Ja Rule over here. We're going to do the island thing. We're going to. They did a really good job of. Killing people with the, the influencer shit. And oh, that's yeah. probably where a lot of the money went, by the way. Oh, when you watch it. in the beginning, he's got like 10 models. It's him, Ja Rule. Everybody's drinking the whole time, whatever those fucking beers were. And that probably cost a fortune. Because yeah. they were like legit, like big name models. Oh, yeah. They were all the biggest ones. All the biggest ones from Instagram, like the biggest people. And uh, the influencers, like you got to pay those guys. And they all posted how it's, they said how much they paid. Um, uh, what was her? Jenner, Kylie Jenner or whatever. Kendall Jenner. Jenner, They said how much they paid her. And dude, in the fucking Hulu one, when they were talking about how they're like, like, yeah, we call those influencers or we call them uh, macros. And I'm like, dude, that language and that verbiage just immediately set my mind into that perspective of like what these people are talking about. You're like, you're literally talking about macros. We must be the fucking micros because like that's obviously what they're talking about. Like the it's and then I started I got lost thinking about that. Like they're calling them macros because all they have to do is post an orange fucking square and now the entire world is like talking about it. Like what the fuck's this orange square? That is just insane that's to me. How everything is though. I know, I know. It is, but it's still mind blowing. Like someone has just has so much influence just for like and we all, it's all democratic. Like we didn't, it's more democratic than like the, than us electing the president because we all followed her because we wanted to follow her. Nobody said, you, right. you don't even have to, you don't have to choose to follow her or anything, right? Right. But we chose these people the most democratic way and it's just a bunch of beautiful fucking ladies that can like do, just like run the fucking world. It's insane, man. They're macros. And of course there's some guys on there that are macros, quote unquote. Like Hayward W. Johnson, the the, the IV. Dude, so did you? They explained that he created <coughs> he created a Twitter account as a quote unquote like farce of influencers. That's why his name was so pretentious. He explains that in the Hulu one. Oh really? He's like, I wanted you know that's basically what my Twitter account was. Like he says the name, like my Twitter account, whatever the fourth. It's basically just supposed to be this like. Uh, oh, so that's not his real name. No, it says his real name on there, and it's, I, I think it. I think it was saw enough of him talking that I was like, "This dude is a total preppy douchebag." He's a shitbag, and I think I'm pretty sure his name was um, Dick Sucker. I'm pretty Dick sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, also, so they touched on it at the very end of the Netflix one, and then it was the entire theme of the Hulu one, which really just it's the concept that. Instagram and Facebook and all these things are just highlight reels of people's lives, right? Yeah. It's literally just people don't live those lives all day long. They're, you know, typically they're going to work or doing whatever. You don't think that fucking Sasha is eating sushi every goddamn day. No, it's just like the only thing she did. So that's what she's posted in like the past couple weeks. But the rest of the time she's 
sitting around and like going to work and stuff, right? Well, it's like Billy just wanted that fucking life so goddamn bad, but he lacked any kind of that's what he wanted. Like Elon Musk gets to that life or or sorry, uh, uh Richard Branson gets that life by just because he wanted to create these other things and it led to that life, right? So I f- I feel like Richard Branson doesn't actually live that party lifestyle. Like he'll do it for like an hour, but then he and he does it for like right. an hour, no, and then he's like, right, all right, I got it, right. and he's like, I got to get back, I got to get back, right. right? Whereas this kid, that's all he fucking wants. Like Richard Branson, I imagine, is at the end of like a sixty-five foot breakfast table, and he's sitting there with the paper with like every possible breakfast item, <laughs> yeah. and he's just on his phone going like, I'm so sick of this fucking thing. What? And he just just take it away, Rudy, please. It's just bothering me this morning, and he's right. not even. Paying attention, you know uh-huh. what I mean? And then, you know, he gets to check in like all of us, but but it's like all of us. When uh-huh. We're checking into something great every once in a while. People, I, I do agree with you that like, Kid Billy just kind of lost... He just wanted, he wanted what Netflix was, not Netflix, he wanted what Instagram was, this Instagram is this just highlight reel, he'll just wanted to be living this highlight reel, and he was lying and conning and scamming people this entire time to get there. I feel like most people can get, understand the allure of it and enjoy it for what it is like in brief spurts, but I think it's very rare that someone like gets that, you know, enamored with the... But they scam people out of fucking millions and like... do something to like try and like actually get into it you know what i mean it's like watching your tv and like i want to climb into that it's a so dude it's yeah it's the sociopath man he just has no and it's it's so his um i like that on the beginning of the hulu one they right out of the gate said that he was doing that ticket sales scamming before like a long time ago like before the fire app before everything he was what doing was this he, ticket scamming thing. Was that? That's what he was doing. So in the Netflix one, it was he was doing when he was out on bail. Yeah. Where they would they would spam people's emails. They would say, "We have special tickets to Beyonce, special tickets to Billy Joel, special tickets to all this stuff," but they didn't have any tickets. They would just collect money from people. They he was doing that before before fire. that before fire and before the, even his credit card thing. before even his yes before his credit card thing and then the credit yes. card thing even the credit card scam. It wasn't a scam. It was, again, he, he, it, it like all came about. It was like a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Because he was constantly saying how well that thing did, and he didn't actually, wasn't able to pay off a bunch of the bills until the next thing started bringing money in. Until right. he started raising all this capital for the festival, he used that to pay, like, the most red ticket bills. Mm-hmm. And then he still didn't get to the bottom of even that. It was just constant, vicious cycle, and that's what con men get themselves into. And even the concept, the idea for that card came about because he just wanted to seem like he had a lot of money. The access and the... the he, that's what he wanted. Lifestyle, yeah. Yeah, he was saying, he said, he's like, yeah, the, when he starts explaining, it was in the Hulu one where he's being interviewed, and he's like, yeah, the idea for the card came because I wanted one of those cards. I wanted to seem... He says it. He's like, I wanted to seem like I was important. So he got this metal sheet. He did this whole thing. And then it worked. And now he seems like he's more important than he is. And then that's... So the idea came from him just wanting to seem cooler. But then everyone thought it was cool. And he's like, I can sell this. And then he started selling it from there. It wasn't like, I'm going to create this exclusive thing. It cards. Weird, by the way. It wasn't even actually like a credit card. It was... It piggybacks off your regular... They just take your credit card and they fucking put it on a piece of metal. So any credit card can become this piece of metal, but then that gets you into a, like a, a club. That that sounded so foolish. At first, I thought it was like a credit card, like you know, because that's like a big thing right now. Mm-hmm. Ooh, look at I got the jet black credit card that only says whatever on it. 
And then when they were like, no, it just piggybacked on an existing card. I was like, what the fuck is that? Magnus. I paid two hundred dollars a year or whatever. Or I don't know. It sounded like it was a lot just to have my credit card put on a piece of metal. Piece of metal. Well, you get the you get the uh, the townhouse, man. You get to go to the townhouse. You get to go to the townhouse. Which, dude, as soon as they said the townhouse, and I'm looking at, it, I'm like, that looks like a skis trap waiting to happen. Like it doesn't look good. It doesn't look fun. Like the it did not, and then and then eventually you find out it didn't. It wasn't fun. It didn't turn out well. Anyway, I don't know, man. That he was a scumbag. You wonder what they said in the Hulu one was that the whole Netflix documentary was bankrolled by the marketing company, which came out looking way better in the Netflix one than in the Hulu one. The fuck Jerry guys. Yeah, the fuck Jerry company was like, what was it called? Just Jerry. I think it is fuck Jerry. Fuck Jerry was like their Instagram tag. I well, that's well, no, Jerry fuck, was the name of the Jerry company. might have been in the name Something of the company. Jerry, yeah. I thought it was. But in that one, they were like, we were just trying to help people out, and all these things were happening. We're just a marketing company. They were telling us to do this, and we were taking all these people that were angry and saying, "Hey, Billy, what about these?" And he was like, "Fuck all that. Erase all the shit." And they were like, "I don't know. We have qualms." And the Hulu thing, they were like, "Here's the fucking triangle of fraud." Mm-hmm. Fucking Billy, fucking this Billy, fucking asshole of Jerry, this, this asshole right? of Jerry, scammers, fucking criminals, scammers, criminals, scammers. And they kept on trying to like align him with the, them with the criminal aspect of it really hard. So I don't know, maybe they are the fucking just as bad. I think they. Money did they make off of it? You know? I, don't, I don't think it was that much. I bet you they made a lot of money, dude, doing that influencer campaign. Yeah, but they're, that's like you saw their offices like in New York City and stuff, and like all these guys are living pretty lives. Like that's what they do. They're probably you know they they do a little bit of this. People pay them to post things. No, but like time out. That was a huge event, and they were the marketing company for it. That was a big deal. So I'm not saying that they were in on the scam in the beginning. Oh Obviously right, right. They weren't, but once they were in on the scam, they were like, "Fuck, we knew this thing was fucking bullshit." Mm-hmm. Just keep going with it. So do you keep think they were getting up. paid for it? Of course. By who? By fucking... So Billy, Billy was actually giving them money. I mean, people were getting paid for some stuff. Some people were getting paid for some things. If, if people got paid until a certain point, and then I don't think anybody got paid. Yeah. But that marketing company, they got plenty of money. And then when the thing started going downhill, there's no need for them anymore. They probably didn't get their last few invoices, but they definitely made some money. Dude. And they all got to go down and do the early trips and stuff. Yeah, that, that first yeah. party... Is where it's at. That first part of it was where it's at when they came down and they were planning. And then I, I really liked in the Netflix, one one particular moment of the Netflix special where they were talking about, it was right before the pilot guy was like, this is bullshit, I'm not doing this. They got like a map of the original island and they're like, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And someone knocks their beer over yep. on the map and then they start wiping it off and they all start laughing. And the, guy and the was, guy's clearly like... The guy was like, this is fucking... They just want to drink some beers and like break the map out and look cool at this restaurant to bang these drinks. Uh-huh. They don't know what they're fucking talking about. He was like, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. And it really did go downhill. Once they switched the venue, I was like, what the fuck? I didn't realize it was a scam thing until I really, in the beginning, I, like I said, I saw the Netflix one first. I thought it was just the weight of the thing just crushed the, this entrepreneur guy. Mm-hmm. At some point, at you know, close enough, you're like, this dude is not that stupid. He knew this thing was going to fail, but he's got yeah, so from, much right money. Right from the beginning. Right from the, from the Probably beginning, right I think from, he... I bet you in the beginning, he, he would have wanted to succeed. Maybe he thought he could have. Yeah, but and then... He was cheap out on stuff. Then he said, uh, do the Pablo Escobar thing. Put that on there. It's like, dude, right from the beginning. And then the rain on the final night. I don't know, man. The whole yeah. thing is uh, is pretty... Well, I think it was... I, where do you? Where would you rank it? You know, I think you got to watch it because I think it's kind of part of the zeitgeist right now. Everyone is going to be talking about the, it is. the spectacular failure. Because most people, 
didn't necessarily get caught up in the thing. I know there was a couple days where it was in the news. I didn't even know it existed. I didn't even know it happened. I had heard of it. That's why I was excited when the thing came out. I went, oh, I'd love to know how this thing got I had no idea it even existed. And then uh, until I saw the documentary, I was like, huh, interesting. I'd never heard of that, which is crazy. I don't know how I missed missed it. But, um, yeah, I think... I think, yeah, it should be anybody you want to watch any of. It's been, people have been really arguing about it and talking about it on the internet. And of course, there's a million memes for the guy that almost sucked dick for the Avion water. You ever sucked dick for Avion water? That was the best part. That's the best commercial for Evian water. Evian <laughs> water. Yeah. Evian water. So good, you suck dick for it. At some point, it's almost done. And some guy had done, I guess, stuff with the credit card. Like the events. producer. He was a producer. He was a producer, and he had done events with Billy at the prior project with the credit card thing. And he brought him down, and this guy was like, holy shit. He was like, this is really getting ugly, but he was drinking the Kool-Aid, and he kept telling he everyone, kept trying. Billy's going to make this happen. Billy always scares you. That's the nature of these events. Everyone gets scared. We're not going to do it. And then we pull together, and it goes, let's do it. And he, But then he was clearly like, I don't know. There was a few times where I was like, there's no fucking way. Every day I would go out on the porch, and I would cry, and I've never cried. Yeah, I'm sure you've never But the best part, which you alluded to, was at some point, very close to when the festival's coming, now they're thinking about, like, the physical safety Mm -hmm. of the people, the the first wave of people, and they come to this guy and say, hey, you're going to have to take one for the team, and he's like, what's going on? He's like... They call him, yeah. (laughs) What I thought was funniest was he was like... I'm already in the worst pressure-packed, shitty, no-win situation in my life, and now they take time to especially call me and say, "We really need you to step out of the box here." For the, and he was like, "I couldn't." Fucking what? What is it? What this was? Then there were like all the water for these people. It was four containers with bottles. Four water. big like 50, ship containers. Forty-foot containers. Forty-foot like yeah, the kinds you see on trains and shit. And they wouldn't <laughs> release them to the venue at until customs, they paid yeah. the import duties. Which was like two hundred grand, I believe. Yeah. And they were like, we at this point, Billy clearly had stopped paying anything. Uh huh. And so they told the guy, "You're listen, you're on the team. You're a gay guy. We're gonna need you to go over there and maybe suck the guy off." It sounded really, really specific. Like somehow they organized it. Like, like they already knew the guy said, "Well, if someone's gonna come blow me, that's a two hundred thousand dollar blowjob." Dude, that's why the whole thing on that fi- better be a human centipede, uh, Britney Spears. Right. For a two hundred thousand dollar blowjob. That's cr- like crazy to think about. Like it must have been they were joking with him the whole time. Like because how did and how is anyone gonna think? Yeah, what is he gonna suck off the whole fucking customs office? Maybe. Well, like what? Maybe, in- maybe they're thinking he's a government employee. If the guy would go for a blowjob, maybe he doesn't give a shit if it's a piece of paper that's paint or not. It's not like it's coming out of his wallet. I just don't know how how they were so sure that a dick suck was gonna do it. Well, but the guy was he was he dude he's like I went home I I gargled I took a shower and I got in my car 100% ready to suck dick for that water. <laughs> and then what I, the guy was like he said he, he propositioned the guy listen and the guy was like whoa 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 and then did he have to pay he must have had to pay some money or something he got the water release. Yeah, I got the water release somehow. I don't know what it was. It wasn't a blowjob. Whoa, whoa, man. Whoa, man. I don't know what you're doing, man. <laughs> no, man. I don't want you. <laughs> That's. Uh, I thought this was what you wanted. That was definitely the highlight, I think, of the whole show. That guy saying how far he was going. Yeah, dude, created, creating memes. There were people whose reputations and shit were on the line. Like, if that's what you do for a job, set up an event like that, whatever your aspect is... You know, you, 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 you suck know. a little dick, right? Is no, that what you're I'm, just, saying? I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you're, you got a lot on the line. It's a big deal. 
And uh, I could see that it would have put these people in like a serious amount of stress. That's not common. Right. Yeah. But I, w- I would say watch it just because everyone's going to be talking about it. And it's an interesting thing to kind of just look at, you know, because it wasn't just a bunch of average Joes that got screwed. Mm-hmm. The real interesting thing about it was it was a bunch of rich ass people that got screwed in such a public and shitty way. In that way where like if something happens in your home, uh, I don't know, a chair leg breaks. That sucks, but you can work around that. But, like, when your electricity goes out or your water is shut off or whatever, that's, like, a much bigger thing. And then this was, like, to the 10th level. You're literally on a plane. Now you're down into a place and you're on a bus and you show up at a bunch of, like, Quonset huts with, like, that were soaked because there's a big rainstorm. People are crying. It's just fucking mayhem. Yeah, and at some point when they say every man for themselves, like, there was a guy that was, like, we didn't want anyone around us, so we were literally sat. We, we were, picked a tent, and then we were sabotaging the entire. That's so tent. crazy to me. Like I'm, I'm surprised that people didn't die in that whole thing. Like that's just. Then again, I think it was. I don't think there was as many people there as they were saying. I think they, like pe- they stopped people from going down there. Like because if you look at it, there's never really that many. I mean, there is. There's maybe, maybe like a thousand, less than a thousand. Less, less, less than a thousand. I think maybe three hundred total. I think there was more than that, though, because at some point the guy was like, we had gotten through like 400 people, like, you're in this tent, you're in this mm-hmm. tent, and then because there were people bitching at Billy, he gets up on a table and he goes, fuck this, just go get a tent, everyone run, and then they started running, and it was comical, but they were only there for a day or something, it, if they were there for like a month, people would have got killed, oh, maybe a month, <laughs> maybe a week, <laughs> maybe a few days, they were there for a day, nobody had to got killed. Me, me and my kid quote all the time from... Uh, an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry David's father, who has a friend who was a survivor from the Holocaust, overhears Larry talking to somebody about inviting a survivor to his party. And then the, the guy, his dad shows up and he goes, hey, I brought, what's it? He goes, why did you bring him to my party? He goes, you know, survivor, I thought he'd want to meet the other survivor. And he's like, who's the, and then he goes, oh, fuck, man, this is not going to go well. And then immediately, who comes in? A guy that was on the show Survivor. Uh-huh. He's like 25 and he's blonde. Of course they get together and he's like, this is the Survivor? We were living in trees. I had nothing. And the guy's like, hey man, take it easy. He goes, we were out there all day, 18 hours. There were no snacks. That's like my favorite life. That's what these people were. It's like they had a shitty weekend. Yeah. But you're not going to murder someone. Nah, not. Especially when you're fucking rich and you're just like... You're on the phone with your mother the whole time going, when is the jet coming to get us? What's going on? When I get back to Miami, which is like an hour flight, I'm going to take such a bubble bath. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you're not, you can't be mad that those are the people that are scammed. You know, he's scamming people, but those are the people he's scamming. So is it that bad? They could totally afford it, right? It was probably a bigger hit for them, though, because then they probably had like a, you you know, they had the stink of being one of the people that got duped on that thing. Mm Mm-hmm. That's kind of a big deal when you're in like that type of insular world where everyone's super rich and all these little, you, like you maybe didn't even have a choice if you wanted to go or not. Kiki and Tommy and William and Thurston, they're all going. You have to go. You gotta go. And even if you knew it was a scam, you're like, I don't know. I don't get a good feeling about this. Come on, even if Thurston. you knew it was a scam, though, no one's going if they knew it was a scam. The, I think, I think people should definitely watch it, man. I think it was, um, if you're only going to watch one, yeah, I would say watch the Netflix one. Watch the Netflix one? Watch the Netflix one, even though it's got that stupid red-headed fucking fuck on it. Like a lot. He's he he's, like he's five, a lot in it. Every time I see his face, I wanted to fucking punch him in the face. He's just a tattletailing little jit. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like I know him. Look at his face and tell me you don't want to punch him. Um, 
but also because you know like it's Hulu it's it's Netflix and it's Hulu like fuck Hulu right this is the Millennial Book Club it's fuck just Hulu. we're yeah. fucking watching Netflix speaking of Millennial Book Club we gotta choose another thing to, uh, to watch